And this is the Walk On Podcast. I'm Brent Faulkner. As a child of the 80s and the early 90s, I grew up on a steady diet of action movies. Rambo, Terminator, James Bond, Predator, Bloodsport, Delta Force. If you haven't seen those movies, do yourself a favor and check them out. They're pure cinema gold. These kind of movies are movies where the central theme is where some tough guy single-handedly takes out an entire army and wins the day. And those movies taught me two things. One, you always need a good catchphrase. Hasta la vista, baby. And two, if you're strong, you don't need anybody's help. That you should handle things on your own. So it's understandable that I took the, the learnings from these movies and other cultural and family influences, and I grew up with a strong expectation that I have to handle it on my own. That has shaped how I live my life and the trajectory of where I have gone. It shapes our American conscious, uh, this idea of pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, of uh, figuring things out and taking care of things on your own, that you are in charge of your destiny. The truth is, this idea of handling everything on your own couldn't be further from reality. We can't do anything on our own. In fact, you can't even digest food on your own. All right, so let's take a little bit of a look uh, inside our digestive system. Your gut is a veritable rainforest of biodiversity. Inside your digestive system resides trillions of microbes from at least a thousand different species that help you digest food and maintain your health. You would not be able to digest food and to absorb the nutrients from your food that you do if it were not for those microbes, those bacteria and fungus living in your digestive tract. So while we assume that we are independent, autonomous individuals, you know, in charge of our own destinies, the reality is our very health and our very survival depend totally upon another species living inside of us. And scientists are learning that the more diverse your gut biome is, the more healthy you are. And so my question is, if God designed our bodies to be physically dependent upon others, wouldn't it make sense that the same truth applies to us spiritually and emotionally? You know, in this season of my life, I'm learning that the strong value I place on independence is actually one of the biggest hindrances to my faith. And it may be to yours as well. Let me state this as plainly as I can. You cannot grow in your faith alone. The truth is, the Christian faith is centered and dependent upon relationships. Starting with the very God that Christians worship, the God we worship isn't even alone, right? We believe in the Trinity, that, that God is three in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and they are so relationally intimate that they are one God, three persons. I know I could do a whole, whole series of podcasts trying to explain the mystery of that, but I think the beauty of, of the doctrine of the Trinity is this idea of this relational connection, one God, but three persons. They're so uh, connected, they are one. And Jesus, in his ministry on earth, modeled and taught the importance of relationships and community. 
The whole Christian movement was built upon a group of people that spent time with Jesus. They lived together, traveled together, learned together. And Jesus' teachings and the early church's teachings are all about how the kingdom of God is lived out relationally. But you cannot fulfill the teachings of Christ without other people in your life. I mean, think about what he calls the greatest commandment. One, to love God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. And two, which is just like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. There are theologians that say the two sides of the greatest commandment are dependent upon one another. You cannot fully love God without loving your neighbor. And you can't fully love your neighbor without loving God centered on this relational connection. Or think about other teachings that Jesus had about loving your enemies, turning the other cheek, uh, do to others that you'd have them do to you, the golden rule, all are lived out in the context of relationships of one another. And that phrase, one another, comes up time and time again in the New Testament, teachings to the, the early church about how to live out their faith, commanding them to interact and live with one another, to love one another, serve one another, encourage one another, honor one another, submit to one another, pray for one another. The whole Christian movement is about moving from me to we. And the truth is our faith cannot grow alone. We need other people in our life to thrive in our faith. I would also argue that we don't just need other people We need a diverse variety of people and interactions in our life to be truly healthy, right? Back to, back to our digestive system in the same way that our guts are healthier with a diverse microbiome. Our faith is strengthened and healthier through a diversity of relationships. As the story of scripture progresses, One of the beautiful truths that come to light is that God is ever broadening the people that he is welcoming in. What starts with just one couple in the garden leads to one family, the family of Abraham, leads to one nation, the nation of Israel, but then begins to be expanded and opened up to include everyone on the earth. And we're told as we get a glimpse of heaven in Revelation that heaven will include every tribe, every tongue, every nation. What God is doing throughout the movement of history is making it possible for an incredible diversity of people on the planet of earth to be connected to him. And in heaven, every tribe, every tongue, every nation Each culture will bring their unique perspectives and their unique experiences and their unique um, ways of, of doing life. But yet in that diversity, all of us will be united under Christ. I think one of the current weaknesses of our culture and of the modern church is how we draw dividing lines with theological positions, political ideologies, and cultural preferences. And we say, well, this line means that you're in and this line means that you're out. And I think we confuse unity in Christ with uniformity in Christ. And so in heaven, we will all be unified under Christ. And because of what Christ has done for us, but make no mistake, there will be incredible diversity. And that will, and that will be one of the things that brings God glory. Different cultures and different perspectives bringing out the different understandings of God's character in ways that maybe you or I can't. 
So often, those outside our particular tribe are viewed as either hostile to us or as someone that we have to win over to our side. So any attempt for a true relationship is sabotaged from the beginning because our whole position to how we relate to them is either viewing them as an enemy, as hostile to us, or as somebody that we have to to change their mind, to change how they operate, to change the way that they think, to win them over to our perspective. And I wonder, instead of fearing different positions, what if we engaged with those people to learn from them? If I'm not purposeful, I can begin to drift towards those who look like me, think like me, vote like me, worship like me. And what that does is suddenly my view of Jesus begins to look more and more like me. And the importance of seeking one another, a diverse range of one another's, causes me to clarify what things are true of Jesus and what things are just idolized ideas or cultural ideals that I may have about Jesus. And it's actually in that wide range of diversity, of diverse relationships and interacting with one another on those diverse levels that I begin to understand truly who Jesus is. And I can shave away my misconceptions or my biases or my, um, you know, idols or, or false ideals that are projected from, from my culture. And I can begin to see who Jesus truly is. I remember my first time out of the country on a missions trip, uh, interacting with followers of Christ from a totally different culture and feeling like I got more out of that experience than I was able to give to them. And part of that is the beauty of the diversity of the body of Christ. Every tongue, tribe, and nation, they all bring their own unique perspectives and we can learn from each other. And in this day and age when we are more divided than ever and we see the other as the enemy or as wrong and we fail to see the image of God in them, we begin to have a smaller and smaller and smaller view of who God is. Because God is bigger than our boundaries. God is bigger than our categories. God is bigger than our particular tribe. And so to truly experience God, to truly grow in our faith, we cannot do it alone. We need one another, but we also need one another's that don't look particularly like we look. We can learn from them and grow with them. So may we seek Jesus, who can only be fully experienced in the context of community, May we seek the image of God in others instead of their position or party or preferences. May we learn from the Trinity and experience God in the beautiful interactions between God, our hearts, and one another. And as we wrap up this particular episode, I want to invite you to participate in a moment of reflection and prayer. I invite you to take certain postures with your body to reflect what's going on uh, in your heart. So focus your mind and your heart by taking a couple of deep breaths. Now take your hands and clench them in a fist. 
This is a posture that many of us go through life trying to hold on and control things in our own strength and our own power. We think we can handle it all on our own. Take a moment and ask God to bring to your mind the ways that you're trying to control your situation and trying to handle things in your own strength. Now, in a moment of prayerful release, open your hands and give those to God. Invite Him into your situation, admitting that you cannot do this in your own strength. Now with your hands open, ask God to bring to your mind the people that He has placed in your life for you to live out the one another's of Scripture, the people that you can love and honor and submit to and encourage. Now I invite you to touch your ears and ask God to help you truly listen to the people around you, to hear their hearts, to hear the truth and their experiences, not listening to be able to respond with an argument or poke holes in their position, but to truly hear their hearts. Now place your hand on your heart and ask God to open your heart to be willing to step out in vulnerability, to love and to care for uh, and to engage with those around you, knowing that sometimes those relationships and those interactions can be challenging and can be difficult, but they always lead to a deeper experience of God. Jesus, may we see you and others. May we experience you more deeply as we begin to connect and live out the one another's. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Walk On Podcast. If you found this episode beneficial, I need your help in spreading the word because I realize I can't handle it on my own and uh, I need your help. So you can share this episode with somebody that you think would benefit from it. You can uh, leave a review and a rating on your podcast provider. That's the best way to help those who uh, aren't in your relational circles find this podcast. Uh, and feel free to share it on social media so that others can, uh, can connect too. Thanks so much.